Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chaldean Priest Show. As always, I'm your host, Father Daniel, a Chaldean Catholic priest. Before we start, please make sure you rate this podcast, leave a comment if you would like, and okay, let's get started. about anyone else, but my weekend was absolutely glorious. And one of the reasons why, it's because it started raining in San Diego. If you haven't realized already, I love the rain, I love the cold, I love the overcast, and believe it or not, as I'm recording this podcast, there's an overcast. I mean, what more could someone ask for, right? I mean, there's two types of people, people that hate the cold and people that love the sun. I'm not going to really dive into what I think about the people who like the heat, but yeah, I think I'm living in the wrong place, right? Someone who is from San Diego, raised in San Diego, not born, but yeah, gets pretty sunny here, but I've just never been a sun kind of guy. I mean, look, I don't mind it. I don't know why I'm going on this long tangent, but I don't mind it, but I obviously like the cold and rain much better, so that's that. That actually reminds me of something, that some people really don't know how beneficial it is to just be outside. When it started to sprinkle a little bit in the morning and the overcast skies, the first thing I did was go outside and just stare at it, enjoy the scenery, pray a rosary, um, because I enjoyed it. And it's a really good thing mentally and physically to leave some spare time to go outside. You know, we sometimes get caught up with a bunch of our responsibilities, either at home or at work, and we don't realize how beneficial it could actually be to spend, I mean, go on a 10-minute walk or something. You know, leave your phone at home, go on a 10-minute walk, and um, just enjoy that time. You know, let out all of those endorphins, right? So go outside. Listen to this podcast outside. No, but you can't because you're going to leave your phone at home, right? Okay, so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to shift away from the Basilica hymns just for this podcast and go to another section of the Chaldean liturgy. So this is a personal prayer uh, that someone prays in the morning. It's a morning prayer, and this should typically be said once someone wakes up uh, from sleeping that night. And... I know sometimes it could be really tempting to go straight to your phone and check all of those messages and phone calls and, I mean, depending how popular you are, right? But all those notifications that you have and just going through them one by one and then opening up your social media outlets and going through all of those, whatever, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, then going through the news maybe, and that could be overwhelming, for someone who just woke up from their sleep. And something I found beneficial, to be honest with you, in my prayer life is not going straight to my phone, saying a prayer to myself, a morning prayer, thanking God for the day. And and look, it's not easy, but it's necessary. And that's one of the things that I want to try to um, get whoever is listening right now to understand and hopefully apply in their lives, Um, and hopefully to cause you to stop snoozing. 
as good as snoozing may feel, it's not good for you. You know that, I know that, and it's good to go against your bodily desires, you know, to just be Velcroed to your bed. And you'll notice how beneficial this is. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the last section of this morning prayer. And it's going to shed some light on this topic. So it says this, Day after day, I promise you that tomorrow I will repent. But my days pass away and are gone, and my sins remain. O Christ, forgive me and have mercy on me. So the reason why I chose this section from all of morning prayer is because it's my favorite part, and you'll notice why in a second. So right off the cuff, you see a first-person point of view, and you see this author talking about how, so he's talking about sin, but also he's talking about how fast-paced life could be. And if we don't slow down, then we're in trouble, right? Day after day, I promise you that tomorrow I will repent. Okay, so right off the bat, he's talking about something that's become habitual, some sort of cycle that he's stuck in. Because if something is happening on a daily basis, so these promises are happening day after day, these promises of repentance that, you know what, tomorrow I will repent. I will repent from my sins. And he's showing how I keep doing this, but I keep falling into the same sin. Now, before I get to the second part, I really want to get to the bottom of what he means and why there's such a problem with saying, day after day, I promise you that tomorrow I will repent. This is where I think the biggest problem is. This is where I think the stem of this is, is the word tomorrow. You keep saying, tomorrow I will repent. Look, just give me till tomorrow. I mean, I do this sometimes too, right? You know what? Starting Monday, that's it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let go of this certain vice or I'm going to start this certain virtue starting on Monday. I promise. That's it. You see this also with the epic New Year's resolutions, right? After the New Year, I'm going to be a new person. New Year, new me, right? And starting with the new year, I'm going to start heading to the gym. You're going to see me there on a daily basis, and that's it. It's done. What ends up happening? All of the machines get so packed where you're not even able to work out at the gym because so many people make a new year's resolution to go to the gym. And then week after week, they slowly stop coming. And then maybe after week three or week four, You see the gym, back to normal. Now, why is this such a big problem? Well, look, when it comes to sin, if the attitude is, I'm going to stop tomorrow, then you're not going to stop. Because what sin requires is immediate action. If you're talking about, I'm going to take the trash outside tomorrow or something, okay, maybe you may or may not do that tomorrow. If you're talking about something very silly as I'm going to go to the post office to drop off the mail, okay, you may or may not do it. But there's nothing really at stake there. I mean, obviously, maybe with the mail, but there's nothing really serious going on there. But what happens with sin when we're planning on 
dropping that sin tomorrow. Well, what happens is the first, two, the first three words of this section of morning prayer in the Chaldean liturgy, day after day, the reason why it becomes day after day is because you're not stopping it now. What sin requires is immediate action. If I know I'm enslaved to a certain sin and it's extremely hard for me to let go, the attitude should be, I am going to stop now. Right now is a time that I'm going to detach myself completely from this sin and orient my life towards Christ and let Him pull me towards Him so that I can start the process of this interior transformation. But tomorrow doesn't mean anything. Look, you may not fall into that sin tomorrow, but you're probably going to end up falling into it right after. And the reason being is because the motive of the person by saying, tomorrow I will repent, it's showing a lack of seriousness and a lack of understanding of the gravity of that sin. But it gets interesting. Let's move to the second part. But my days pass away and are gone, and my sins remain. Okay, this sounds pretty cryptic, right? But my days pass away and are gone. The, the author is really getting poetic in the second part. He's really showing how fast life moves and how easy it is for our days to be passing by and are gone. They're behind us. They're in history. What's that quote? Close the door on yesterday or something or something like that. One of my priests here, he always mentions it, Father Michael Bozzi, if anyone knows him. Um, you'll know he loves those one-liners. But yeah, days pass away. And sometimes we may have such a busy day. At the end of the day, we say, what just happened? You know, how much did I have to do today? Or how much time did I waste today? Or by the time we know it, everyone around us, parents, start growing older. And we start growing older. And sometimes we start to reflect on, wow, how fast did time go, right? I'm sure everyone has had that moment. I've seen a lot of people have that moment on retreats, to be honest with you. But because life could be so fast-paced, and to be honest, the time we're living in now it's almost like we're forcing ourselves to have an extremely fast-paced life where we're not catching up with our own responsibilities and our own priorities in life. So he says, but my days, are, my days pass away and are gone and my sins remain. So something sort of vanishes but there is something that, that always stays. And the reason why I mentioned that when it comes to sin, we need to act now is because the days will always pass by. Time will always move. And sometimes time feels pretty slow. Sometimes people experience this with a death, right? Time freezes. You're in a state of shock. 
And when you're not in a state of shock, time starts to fast forward again, right? It starts to move quickly. Because it moves quickly, and because sin remains, then there's a course of action we have to take. There is some sort of seriousness that we're not getting. Because wasting time and not preparing ourselves adequately, especially for our days, that's why this is in morning prayer. We start to only go with emotions and we forget about these sins that are remaining. Or even if we don't forget about these sins that are remaining, we sort of give up on trying because it's become so difficult with overcoming these sins. But the end of it, he says, Oh Christ, forgive me and have mercy on me. So because day after day I'm making all of these false promises, saying tomorrow I will repent, and because my days pass away and are gone, but my sins remain, what he's doing is, because of all of this, regardless, he turns to Christ, oh Christ, forgive me and have mercy on me. That's the key and that's sort of the culmination of this entire section of morning prayer, is the reliance of Christ in our lives. And knowing that if we're on our own, we're going to continue making these false promises. And if we're on our own, days will continue to pass right by us and sin will continue to remain. But Christ is a key. You guys see this here, right? What's happening is he's completely pointing us towards Christ and sort of getting our minds to start moving towards him, thinking about how can Christ help me slow down time? And how could Christ help me to notice certain people on such busy days? And how could Christ help me overcome these sins that continue to remain in my life? And that's the whole story of sainthood, you know? No one said who's going to be walking the park. I mean, from the looks of it, on the contrary, we see Christ go through his suffering, the anguish, and carrying his cross all the way to Golgotha. And he's paving the way for us to understand how we're able to understand life better through his sacrifice for us. So I hope this sort of gives you a different outlook as to how we should begin our days, which does not involve snoozing or grabbing your phone and checking all your notifications, which does not involve, you know, getting to work right away, but it involves silence it involves steadiness in life and saying a prayer. And what I'm going to do is I'll upload, um, I'll actually post this, the text for this morning prayer on this podcast so it's available for everyone. Um, if you want, you could read that from the Chaldean Liturgy or even say a simple prayer in your heart, thanking God for another day, whatever it may be. It's not, I mean, I don't want to be Pharisaic about it, you know. It's just a matter of slowing down and consuming life as it comes. So, without further ado, as always, let's get to the lines then. If you're one of the people that leaves Mass early, then you should continue to listen to this podcast. I mean, even if you're not, you should continue to listen to it. But especially those... You know who you are. 
those people who have their legs shaking as the priest is about to say the final blessing, can't wait to rush out, maybe trying to avoid people, maybe trying to get to a function you have right after Mass. But here's the deal. You should absolutely not leave Mass early. You may or may not have heard this before, but do you know who the first person to leave Mass early was? You could pause here and think about it. I actually want you to think about it if you don't know. Um, but it's Judas, right? They're at the Last Supper, the first Mass, and Judas decided to leave early to betray his Lord. Now, how does that make you feel about leaving Mass early again? And I don't want this only to appeal to your emotions because, I mean, anyone would feel bad. But the reason why you shouldn't, it's because you're going, you're invited to a feast, the wedding feast of the Lamb, where the priest offers the oblation of the Son to the Father. And everyone there is participating in this feast that you have been invited to by Christ and where you receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And just like any good child of his father, they will respect an invitation that's being given to them. And it's out of respect and reverence towards Christ that we give him our full attention during that hour or 45 minute or hour and a half mass, whatever it may be, right? So hopefully that gives you a better outlook as to why you should stay till the final blessing. But in any case, as always, make sure you rate this podcast, throw in a comment if you want. But until then, see you next time.